All right. Welcome to, <laughs> By the welcome way. to our live SDC podcast. Uh, I'm Jared, and we've got John and Dustin. I don't know which way the screen goes yet. It hasn't come up for me to see. All right. Uh, so first of all, we'd like to give a thanks to Warriors Hope. Uh, they helped fund some equipment, which we've only been able to use the first couple of times. Uh, because of COVID lockdowns, we've been having to do these from our houses now and using whatever what we have. But we still want to give them a shout out, doing some great work. And there was one other. What else have we got? Who else do we need a shout out to before we really start rolling on this? John, do you want to do yours at the end? Yeah, we can do that at the end. Okay, we'll do that at the end. All right. Uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, the holidays and the seasonal depression that uh, a lot of people get. Uh, Dustin, you got a high dad. So I oh, I think my daughter has taken over my wife's phone. Right. Um, Hi, Hope. Anyway, so, so we've got the holidays. Uh, we just finished up Thanksgiving, and we're rolling into the the Christmas and other December holidays that other you know that still happen around this country and around the world. And one of the things that I am kind of interested in learning about is how are the holidays represented in the military? Uh, you guys get pulled together when you're deployed, many different religions coming together into one. So I know you've got to at least see what other people are celebrating. So what's it like when you're deployed or on active duty during the holidays or during these holidays? And I'll let you guys go because I can't help. <laughs> go ahead, Jared. Or Dustin. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jared. Say the question. No. Um, <clears throat> I spent two Christmases in Iraq uh, during my deployment. We landed and got into our base, VBC, Victory Base Complex, on December 25th of 2007. And uh, so we didn't really get, didn't really celebrate. It was more of... You know, we landed a few hours later, we got our first incoming. Um, <clears throat> so that was our Christmas package was six rounds. And then the next Christmas um, was my first day off in the rotation, um, not a, in, or excluding R&R, but we... I kind of just spent it by myself and on the video chat at the, we were getting ready to roll out uh, for the new units we were transitioning. So I did it a lot of it online with family and friends, um, jumping in whenever the internet kept a stable connection long enough. Um, and I mean, we did have our Sergeant Major dress up like Santa and uh, one of uh, the guys that was the shortest guy in his uh, unit that would roll with him was an elf. And so we did have that, um, which really confused the Iraqi people. They don't celebrate Christmas too much. Uh, <laughs> A very, very small I mean, of the country does. <laughs> they know what Christmas is, but they, uh, they just, they know about it. But then this little elf, guy comes out and they're like wait we know the big guy but who, who's this what's this <laughs> so that was kind of uh watching them react to that was interesting 
Um, and, and how do you explain that to somebody? Uh, yeah, we just a bunch of uh, small people make toys for everybody. So we got one here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I left that up to the interpreter. <laughs> it's easier to explain snow. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, at least you have pictures of snow. Uh, no, they don't have that. What's that movie? Elf. Uh, oh, <laughs> everybody watches. Um, never seen it. Yeah. So it really, I never have either, but I just know it comes on about this time every year. Uh, maybe cause it's Christmas movie. I don't know, but I really, uh, didn't really celebrate it. Um, if I remember correctly, the, the Super Bowl was celebrated more than Christmas was. Um, but, uh, no, they didn't really, it was just another day kind of, I mean, you had, a the, the food was right. Christmas themed. You did have ham, um, stuffing really? and stuff like that. Well, I mean, if you were at the big bases, which we drove to the big base, um, <laughs> so you could get the real ham instead of uh, whatever made the <laughs> right. Well, for yeah. for eight months in a row, I I ate grilled chicken breasts because we right. didn't have pork products. So yeah, yeah, yeah I still don't touch <laughs> oh, chicken. <okay. laughs> um, but we, like I said, it wasn't really truly celebrated. Uh, with where I was at. Now I was attached to a lot of different uh, platoons and companies being with headquarters as I was. So, you know, I didn't really have a set schedule that we could schedule around. Um, but like I said, the second one I was there, it was just kind of, you know, relaxed guy on the computer and probably slept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've had the privilege of, I guess privilege (laughs) being away from home for the holidays uh, on several different occasions and you know all the way back to like my first time uh, when I went to boot camp it was it was crazy because like I left on December 17th so the following week was Christmas and uh, you know I had never flown before but guess what I flew flew down to boot camp never been away from home before well you're at boot camp so it was a lot of firsts for me so it was interesting to see how the military um, serves Christmas uh, or the holidays um, kind of across the globe. You know, in in San Antonio, it was kind of what you would expect from Christmas here at home in Michigan, Um, just a little warmer and a little wetter. Um, (laughs) But uh, I found myself back in Texas again quite a number of years later, 15, 20 years later, and um, I was there for Thanksgiving, and, and like Dusty said, you know, the, the food was food was kind of normal. Um, you always had your higher-ups, your leadership serving the enlisted, and uh, people that you'd never seen before, like a wing commander or a base commander, and, you know, a lot of brass um, dishing out food, which is always kind of cool. And usually, like, the, the, main, the main cheese there, the base commander, he usually tries to come out and talk to the troops to see if there's anything that he can do to improve the, the base and, and things like that. And as far as overseas, uh, I think I was in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait for a couple Christmases. And, um, yeah, we don't, we don't get to celebrate Christmas as you might think. Um, 
you know, in those kind of countries with the SOFA agreements that we have or, or status of forces agreement with those host countries, uh, we kind of have to take it easy with our Christian holidays. Um, and we also are required to uh, respect and observe Ramadan as our host nations. Um, the food was always nicer. And like I said, the, the status quo was leadership and brass always took the time to, to serve the uh, enlisted folks. And, and uh, 4th of July, that was, that was the one that everybody partied the most. Um, even the Canadian, you know, when you hear Canadians and Italians chanting USA, 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 it's, it's kind of awesome. Because uh, obviously we all celebrate uh, Christmas at different times um, throughout the calendar year compared to our host countries and, and allies. Um, but when it comes to July 4th, you know, there's, there's something about hearing a British troop cheer for the rebels that left the kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who you are, where you're from. That's, that's kind of awesome. So we'll see if we can get back to that someday soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, the holidays are always fun. And aside from the food and the leadership, um, whether you were out on patrol or working, it was a time to sit back and we all kind of shared memories of home and, and what the holidays meant to us. Because um, these are people that you're with for, you know, months or years that are deployed with you and, and it gives you a chance to, you know, talk about what mom used to do or grandma used to do or, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, without the holiday, um, it still granted you that opportunity to, to break bread with your brothers and, and sisters and talk about traditions in your own families. And, and a lot of times uh, this last deployment that I was on um, was the first time I'd, I'd been deployed with um, uh, a Muslim. So it was kind of interesting, you know, and, and he was probably one of the coolest dudes in our unit, you know, and we, and he was totally open with explaining some of his uh, Muslim traditions with us um, and, and things like that. So it was, it was totally cool to, to see how others celebrate or uh, give remembrance to their holidays in, well, I'm really in glad regards you, to the religion. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up, John, because actually my follow-up question was going to be, how do you, I mean, you're away from home, you know, on the other side of the globe, I wanted to know how you deal with there. There has to be a, a, cer a certain amount of depression that happens from this. And I want to know how you dealt with it. And, and it was really nice to hear that you guys shared the stories because everybody, I mean, anybody who's been married even knows you just, you get different traditions as you get into different households and then to sure. hear everybody's from around the country. Right. You know, you, you get want to, to find out who the rednecks are real quick. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, for my Muslim friend, you know, he was always quick to tell them or to tell us, you know, that, you know, you, you know, they don't celebrate birthdays. They don't celebrate uh, Christmas. Obviously, they don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, um, Easter, you know. So so for him, you know, for for a country kid you're like what do you do you know what i mean like all right you just shot every main menu out of my in existence my you know my being because as americans or as as christian americans uh a lot of our hometown memories do re revolve around thanksgiving easter and christmas you know um we always have a joke i know three of us attend churches and we're similar in faith backgrounds, and we always have that joke that, you know, when you go to church, you, you see the people that you only see three times a year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
and uh, it's it's interesting to hear their points of view and and um, you know he was he was eager to learn about Christianity because there's never been anything that he had been exposed to um, so it's it's it just gives everybody an uh, equal playing field to talk things over the only, about the only place that you ever saw decorations were in certain officer offices their office a uh, couple random people who were able to get their family to send stuff over and definitely right. the defect where you had the oh, food absolutely. those are about the only places that would really decorate um the chapels but, maybe. Uh, oh yeah the chapels some uh more so in easter i thought than christmas mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. for obvious reasons I mean, and um yeah not a lot of decoration but you know, that's from the, the military standpoint. How is it working those days for our law working? enforcement, first responders? That, that one's for you, John, because I don't work on those days either. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, – <laughs> I just want to touch on the, on the, on the veteran side. You know, it's, uh, it's not just those. We, you know, we, I'm sure Dusty participated in, in Ash Wednesdays as well, you know, and, and usually they're pretty stickler on, you know, fallen within your guidelines for uh, uniform or dress and appearance. But, you know, e even on Ash Wednesday, that was accepted. Um, no one told you you couldn't go or, or things like that. Um, and really, the, the military provided a, a eye-opening experience for me for a country kid from Carroll, Michigan, and, you know, found and discovered religions I have never heard of. You know, I, I had no clue what Wicca was until I got to basic oh, training, mm -hmm. you know, I, I had no clue. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of cool as well as long, you know, if you're eager and willing to learn and truly, and that's why I talk about military experiences is it's more than just doing the job. It's, it's traveling the world because uh, you will get those opportunities and learning to, you don't have to embrace the cultures that you visit, but you should at least want to learn about your hosts. So that's always kind of cool. Uh, now, as far as a first responder working these holidays, for me personally, as John, I hate it. Um, and it's not because I'm, I'm away from my family. You know, our, our leadership encouraged us to go home. Um, you know, I have two young children at home and a teenager at home still, and they encourage us to go home and, and just be available for calls. And, you know, we appreciate that. Um, but we always there comes a point in the afternoon where you start to realize that uh, even on Thanksgiving, you know, the, the drinking may have went too far for these families. The football games may not have turned out the way they wanted. And usually you see the calls start coming in. And uh, this year was no different. Uh, my partner and I, I think, had three arrests for domestic assault before lunchtime, you know. So mm. it's... Uh, That's before you know, the Lions played. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, played. <laughs> they showed up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, there are things about the holidays that as first responders, we just, you know, sometimes it makes the calls more difficult as far as uh, when you lose patients or uh, and by patients, I mean medical patients, not patients as in I can't stand these people. Um, but, uh, you know, it makes those notifications even harder. Because uh, no one wants to hear the news that a loved one passed away on a holiday or, you know, not that any day is any better, but, you know, something that you are truly going to remember 
every day of the year for the rest of your life. Um, so, it, you know, you never want to take that holiday spirit, if you will, away from, away from people. Um, so it, it can be difficult, you know, and uh, um, we don't do it so much anymore, but we used to have a big potluck at the jail. We would invite uh, the local police departments from the surrounding agencies and, and we would put on a big feast and, and put out a spread for everybody and they could come and go as they pleased. And, and uh, mm -hmm. something we got away from and, and something I mentioned to one of the shifts that they need to kind of get back into to build the camaraderie. It's not like we're exactly a, a, an esteemed quality right now of being in law enforcement. Yeah, and this a dramatic kind clause? of what he was saying. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very dramatic. Um, one thing that I've noticed, especially with veterans, um, and Jared had mentioned earlier, is kind of, I think it's the name of the podcast, Holiday Depression. I mean, you know, I feel depressed just from the name. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 true. The, the times around the holidays get a lot tougher for first responders and mm -hmm. veterans. You, know, you guys are stressed because you're, you're on call. You can't spend the actual day with uh, your family members. Um, and for those that are deployed, um, you know, or were deployed, the veterans, you, know, you remember, for whatever reason, you remember there are those that you lost really a lot around this time of year. I mean, Dustin, sure. you've talked and, before about um, anniversaries. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like because it's the fourth Thursday of November that things stop. You know, the who, whoever you happen to be going against that day doesn't just go, oh, it's their Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll back off. Right. Well, if I mean, anything, it's... To think about. Yeah, I mean, they knew our holidays and if anything attacks would increase um as a way to try to get morale down um mm -hmm. and it seemed like we had especially our younger guys uh we had a lot of guys that would kind of relax oh it's christmas let's relax you know because that's what you did for growing up everybody hey you get two right. weeks off school you get time off work it's christmas day it's time to relax spend time and it's always, I found it interesting that, you know, a lot of them, you had, hey, you know, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Watch your six, watch your back, watch, watch your buddy, watch your, you know, where's your fields of fire? You know, you kind of had to go over the basics with some people because they would naturally relax. Not that they were lazy, not that they were intentionally, you know, or given up or anything like that, but just our own bodies. You got to. We can, hey, we have an in-person viewer, in-feline viewer behind you. Right. She so is for very interested in that curtain. <laughs> yeah, it registers right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for those of you that don't, that won't be seeing this, uh, his cat, Jerry's cat, is just over his right shoulder, just <laughs> staring. <laughs> With a really mean, he likes the chair that I'm sitting in right now, so she's just yeah. mad at me. <laughs> Woke her up so we could do this. We, we met Striker, <laughs> so what's his name? Uh, she, this oh. one is, she's Willow. Okay, all right. Yep. Like uh, movie Willow, or? If I got to name her, yes. Uh, we actually, uh, 
we got her from somebody else. Uh, she and she comes with a sister that looks almost just like her, wherever. But she's probably out hiding someplace else. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we we got them both secondhand. I'm trying to talk, and all I see is the cat. Oh, yeah. Then John I'm started laughing, and I, I that was it. <laughs> well. I didn't see it actually jump up there. It was just all of a sudden there was enough delay that all of a sudden it just appeared. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> no, don't pull it by the tail and throw no. it. Oh, oh no, I, he didn't I, do that. I haven't really touched my like, um, She has even said about me one like, But <laughs> Wait, all take right. those headphones off again? No. Um, no, but the... And there's, I know we talked about it right before we came on, um, but there is a deal with a lot of people debate of uh, increase of suicides, especially around Christmas. Um, and I've always, you know, and, and you had said that you heard, Jared, some stuff against that. Is that what that was? Yeah, or I went. You I, were the I one who brought it up. Handful of different. I, I'm the one I brought it up. I went through a handful of different. Uh, sites just looking at stuff uh that you actually that they see more in the springtime which i think kind of just leads to actually i don't know if they really even say what they've figured out and i did spend more than two or more than 10 minutes i was messing earlier about that uh, it was 12. it's 12 minutes <laughs> uh but but in any case, I mean, what, whether this and one person even one place even said even after January, uh, you see the suicide rates going start to go up, and you can attribute that to coming down from the holiday. And uh, there was one, and we can go through it before we leave. Just uh, preparing days. the holiday, just kind of preparing yourself mentally for the holidays. And I mean, I mean, our shortest day is at the end of December. Uh, you know where we. In the in our hemisphere, uh, the shorter yeah. the shorter day ends up uh, in the right around Christmas time. So, I mean, it makes sense to see that. Uh, but you know, a lot of people handle some of their stress by putting things on a credit card, and those credit cards become due in January from from all those purchases that they couldn't afford already. So, I mean, I could see where that would definitely uh, increase. But yeah, I mean, and yeah, these are. General for you know a general audience, not necessarily our audience on it, or at least. Well, you pretty yeah. much have to almost double those statistics when you talk about veterans and first responders. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that's even too conservative. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's. I know we've talked about before on here, but it's just the suicide rate, the divorce rate, the you know all the different suffering from depressions and trauma, you know, increases when you deal with this field just because of the nature of the field. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, in the military, there's always the big push of, like I said uh, in our last show, about suicides. And, and it's something they worry about when the holidays do come, uh, you know, because not everybody gets to go home for the holidays. Um, you know, we'd like to provide everybody their, their leave requests to go home and participate in the holidays. Um, but the reality is, is that we just can't provide that for everybody. Um, you know, so aside from missing uh, family traditions or, 
you know, kids being away from home for the first time, uh, how are they being able to um, process it or how are they able to deal with it? Uh, and for veterans, you know, I, I got to be honest, there are times where, I, you know, I sat at a table with my brothers and, and like I said, we shared what our traditions were in our families and it, it hits home because, you know, you can sit there and be like, man, I wonder what, wonder what Ford's doing. You know, because we, we never called each other by first names. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, I wonder what Sully's up to. You know, and, and obviously the great thing about Facebook is I can still stay connected with them. And, you know, Sully's got a daughter now and, and uh, Ford's got an extra dog. And, and uh, you know, we usually reach out. And, you know, I, I, you know, it's just there's something that when you share those holidays <clears> – <throat> You know, family gets together, and, and generally there's always at least one family member you don't care for. Uh, but when you are deployed and you trust in everyone uh, because your lives depend on it, um, even even with the simplest jobs, you know, we may not have done combat patrols, but when you're building uh, munitions and, and just static electricity off the dry air of in the desert and your cotton clothing can set, set off a electronic fuse, um, you know, and essentially wipe the base off the face of the earth. You know, you trust these people. Small detail. And right, right. I'm, I'm glad the Air Force thought about those uniforms instead. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, you know, there's, there's something to be said about sharing the holidays with these people. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I had one of my troops when, when I was stationed in Okinawa, I had one of my troops at PCS and, and left the island and went to his new duty station and he was stationed at the Pentagon. And I never thought anything of him. I mean, I, I, you know, wondered how he was doing, how his career was progressing. Because when he left, he was an airman, and and later on, I found out he, be, you know, was promoted to an NCO. But it was only after that that the Pentagon was struck on nine eleven that I found out he was there, and he was actually wounded when the when the plane struck the Pentagon, and and he took refuge in a communications closet until he was able to help people out of the building. So the holidays really do have special meeting with veterans, probably more so than, than I say all of us here that are citizens here at home. All right. Uh, so what's it like, so when you do come back home then and get that first Christmas day back again after being gone for so long, I mean, it, is, it, is it really foreign? Is it, does it feel like you're coming back to something that you've, I mean, because you spent 18 years almost building this light, you know, building a, a holiday, and then you leave it for a couple of years, more than a couple of years, you know, a decade and a half, whatever it happens to be, and then you come back. What's that like? Um, I think that depends on a couple different things. One is yeah. the personality and how closely tied you are to the holidays. Uh, and the other one is depends on what time when you get back from deployment for me uh, I got back in February so by the time I got around to Christmas you know, you know we're talking 10 months and you know it just kind of yeah I remember thinking you know man for the last two years I wasn't here for this um, but it really by that point I'd already been home I've already seen people I've already been back to work got in back into my routine so for me it wasn't that much of a dynamic change mm -hmm. um, go ahead Joe oh, you know we got home 
late October. My son was born November 13th, and we got home about a week before that. And uh, so I'm glad I made it home for that. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of anxiety coming into the holidays. Because, um, like I said, you know, the, the, there's a lot of family that wants to see you because you were overseas and they want to hear the stories and what was it like and all that crap. Yeah. And, and that's fine, but um, it can be overwhelming uh, for veterans to talk about all that while still trying to get reacclimated to being home. Um, you know, let alone throwing a newborn in there. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it was, I remember it being really anxiety riddled, uncomfortable, stressful, um, for more than just the main, main reasons, you know? Um, and it's just, it, it's tough, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it's a, it's a tough, for me, it was a tough readjustment to come back and, um, you know, because even the holiday is there, you're still working when you're when you're deployed or overseas. You're still working, mm -hmm. um, so you know it was it was hard to not only face people that you may not want to see, but it was hard to face all the conversation that you knew was going to come with it. Um, when really, you may not even be ready to be talking about having. Right. You oh, know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I think we said this before, if not off camera or on camera, it was definitely has been off camera, but it was easier um, to be deployed. You know what I mean? Like you knew what you had to do. You knew what you wore. You knew what the day was going to entail for the most part. Uh, and sometimes when you, when you come to the holidays for me, it would be like, you know what? I wish I wasn't even around for this. Um, you know, I wish I was back over there because it was easier to deal with things than it is, to, to face it and, and have to deal with family or friends or work. <laughs> yeah. And I remember there was some, uh, I don't think my wife was with me, so I'm not sure. It was some sort of office gathering that we had. And I just kind of stayed off to the back. You know, it was, you know, due it was to like this, a junior high dance. Been... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're up against the wall. <laughs> the wall is safe. The wall is safe. Uh, <laughs> but I remember being in kind of into the background and just like, okay, this is where I'm comfortable because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to do. It's been so long since I've, you know, been to a place where it's not like mandatory fun days that you had to go to. And it was, that was still scheduled. Um, and it, you know, he's there. And it's just like then somebody comes up to me. Oh, are you having problems from when you're deployed? I'm like, well, if I wasn't then, I am now. Thanks. <laughs> um, and it's like, no, I'm just standing back here because I'm, you know, uncomfortable. I don't. And I notice a real change as to how social gatherings were before I deployed and before I was in the military, even until now. Um, and then even when I got back, there wasn't many get-togethers when I got back from deployment because we were, like I said, in February. Easter, oh, I can't remember where. I think I was in Louisiana. So I got back, and then a few weeks later, I was uh, restationed to Louisiana. So, you know, again, I went from a place where I knew everybody. Everybody was trying to kill us. Got back to Hawaii where... 
you know, okay, this is familiar. And then had to uproot again and go to a new place where it was just me and my wife. We didn't know anybody else. Hmm. So you've got all those changes. And so I think veterans, especially those who are in active duty, that when they get Usually when you come back from deployment, you're pretty much expecting to move to a new unit um, for the most part. Not all, everyone, not, but I'd say the majority are coming up at the end of their term. You only stay about three to four years average. So by the time you're deployed and you come back, you're expecting to get ready to move. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like, it's just the unknown. And like you said, when you're deployed, there is no unknown mm-hmm. as far as your routine. I mean, you know you're going to have a patrol, okay? You know where your hotspots are at. You know where your danger zones are at. Um, you you know, it's you, you know what to expect at that point, and you're trained for it. If something bad goes down, I'm going to kick back into my training, and we're going to take care of the situation. You right. come back here you can't kick back into your training. What you've been trained for is no longer socially acceptable. Is that what they keep telling you, right? Yeah. That's what they say, but you know, right. everyone, no. Um, right. And instead of going into a place and enjoying yourself, you're going into a place, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be your office, whether it be school building, anything, you're going into a place looking for exits, looking for danger points, choke points, looking for anything that could be a danger to you and others, you're no longer walking in to just have fun. Right. And it gets so stressful, especially around Christmas time, because for veterans, I feel, um, at least in my experience, you know, you're going to have, well, except for COVID this year, but usually you're going to have office parties. You're going to have things at work and extra people around work. And for a veteran, that's just more things you got to figure out and, and prepare for, mm-hmm. personally. Bless you. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. <laughs> Man, these headphones are great. We're really getting good audio tonight, Jerry. Right? <laughs> so I got the good microphone on today. <laughs> You've got cats floating around the screen. Your yeah. wife sneezing. What else are we going to have today? Right. Maybe I should have well, a striker in today. If, if a dog shows up, we've got a problem because I don't have a dog. <laughs> See, if it was one of our houses, there's a chance of a kid running through naked. Right. <laughs> I don't want to take a bath. <laughs> no, I put on a cartoon. They're uh, they're they're pacified till mom gets back. <laughs> I did too. They're watching firefighters, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are watching other kids play with toys on YouTube. Okay. I will oh, never Lord. understand that. <laughs> but no, it's and depression's a finicky thing. Um, depression can show itself in so many different ways that we don't even realize it. Uh, uncontrollable rage can be depression, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, some people are like, oh, he's not depressed. He's just anxious. And so many times people say, oh, I have depression and anxiety. Okay, that may be true, but I think a lot of times it's it's mainly anxiety as a result of depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you don't deal with that depression, 
and it builds and builds, it's basically uh, potential suicides waiting to happen. And I think whether the, the statistics back this statement up or not, I think suicides are more noticeable around the holidays. Maybe they're not increased, but they're more noticeable in now that I get, you know, as we get talking about this, because, oh, that. he, he didn't make it to, he couldn't make it to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, everybody focuses right now on, you know, you've got all these toys for tots and I don't know what programs are out there right now, but you got all these different operation, uh, Christmas, whatever, um, for veterans, for kids, uh, I work in foster care as a case manager and you know people are now that it's end of november and after thanksgiving we're constantly getting calls of hey do you have anywhere we can donate right now and i'm like well yeah (laughs) the last 11 months we have we haven't moved and right but i think it's more for okay what can we do you know some people are looking for that tax break which i don't fault them for looking for a tax break at all in fact, it's uh, New Light is the name of the organization. Get a hold of me. I'll help you spend that tax break. Warriors Hope as well will help you spend that, that extra tax break you need. Right. Um, Maybe I'm next year we'll have our 501c3. <laughs> you can still send it to us. I won't guarantee it's a tax break, but right. you can still send it to us. We'll put it to work. And I just think it's a lot more noticeable because people are out there looking. And the other, mm-hmm. you know, 10 months, 11 months out of the year, not every the spotlight isn't on suicides because of the holidays. It's it's on, well, you know, right. everything else going on. Their vacations and their mind is off of it, you know. And I think so many times during this time of year, people do want to help, you know. And, and I'm going to share a little story. <laughs> story time. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know... Um, there's a gentleman on our, on our fire department. We were, we were coming back from a call one night and it was just the two of us. And he was asking me, well, you know, why did, why did you join the fire department? And I said, you know, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you at the time, um, the pastor in our country church was on the ambulance crew and, and on the fire department. And, you know, as a kid, I had no idea that we were poor, right? My, my parents did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. No idea we were poor. And I remember waking up Christmas morning and there was a box, uh, box of food on, on the steps. I had no idea where it came from, you know, and my mother broke down into tears and we had Christmas dinner that day, you know, and um, full circle, you know, I've, I've now traveled the globe seven times. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with the secret service. I've worked with the air force. I've, worked as a first responder and I've I've literally built my home three miles from where that incident happened and I can see the church that that pastor was part of from my backyard Mm. and I'm on the same fire department he was on and so when it comes to this time of year um, this is my chance to give back all right Um, you know this is my chance to 
you know, truly give back to my community to find that family that, you know what, I can inspire a kid at, at five years old that in 30 years from now, 40 years from now, he might be in these shoes giving back to the next kid. Hmm. And, and I hope that people do for their own mental health. And, uh, you know, there's lots of, of good opportunities normally. Um, a previous employer of mine, he, he hosts the senior citizen um, Christmas party uh, out at the KFC club in Cairo there. And I, I don't think it'll be going on this year because of the uh, whole COVID thing. But, uh, you know, last year I was out there with them, helping serve, you know, almost 400 meals um, in my patrol car and in my uniform, I was serving food and I, I delivered some to, you know, locked in residents or shut in residents that couldn't make it. And in whatever it takes for someone to feel, um, I, I, there's no good way to put to feel good. You you must do it. You know, um, there's something to be said when you give to something greater than yourself. And when you can find an opportunity to volunteer within your community, um, I feel that you should take it. You should do it, and you should be that light to someone else to help inspire them. Yeah, I find it interesting you keep saying uh, give back to the community because it just popped in my head about the pay it forward. I've never really liked that. I like what it does, but that statement pay it forward is, no, I do what I do because I'm trying to give back to those that have helped me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to repay. Uh, maybe they're, well, they're pro it doesn't take much, but maybe they're richer than I am and they they you know need to pay it forward or whatever the case may be. Sure. But I like the how you said to give it back to the community. Um, you know, the reason why we're doing this is because at one time we needed help. Um, right. You know, some would argue we still need help, and I won't debate them on that fact. But and That's why we're doing this know, too. Yeah. And it's like at one point, you know, I was at the, the low level emotionally uh, that I – didn't even admit I was a veteran. You yeah. know, people say stand for, you know, for those that are veterans, stand. I didn't even like going to church near Veterans Day Memorial Day, right. any of that. Um, you know, I would stay seated and my wife would, you know, got some sore ribs, but, you know, I would be like, right. nope, I'm not. And, uh, you know, I wanted nothing to do with it. Sure. And that, I realized now, looking back, that was because of the depression I was in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm doing this now because somebody reached out to me and pulled me up. I mean, our interview last podcast was Hopewell Ranch. You know, they're a big reason why uh, I'm as healthy as I am and still still trying to get out of, you know, that dealing with the, the so-called demons that some people call them. Um, you know, somebody reached out to me and said, hey, let me help. And then I allowed them to. And that's why we're here now, uh, or why I'm here now, is because I'm trying to do that for somebody else because somebody did that for me. And, you know, we don't know what impact we're going to have. I think our first episode, uh, we were talking about, you know, if we impact one person, it's been enough or it's been worth it. Um you know, but by nature of what we do, you know, I know it's going to impact more than that. And mm -hmm. I can't wait to start, 
you know, having this established enough, we can hear stories about, hey, I heard you talk about this just because I know, okay, I've done that person proud that reached out to me and I'm going to keep right. going. You know, and, and that's <clears throat> that's something that's so important, um, Dusty, is that, you know, uh, there's nothing that, there's not one single act that I can perform that makes me feel like I paid it forward enough, right? Or I've I've, yeah. re, I've given back to my community. I have been granted so many, I don't know what, uh, I've been given so many opportunities that I, there's no reason um, that I should have had any of them, right? Mm-hmm. What is what is a mediocre student from Cairo, Michigan doing with the Secret Service traveling with the president and the presidential uh, candidates? What, what, why I didn't is realize you're that a, good of a student. I wasn't, right? <laughs> um, not until it mattered, right? It, but, you know, to be within an arm's reach of a president or a president-elect, um, you know, how does that happen? You know, there have been so many people in my life that have taken a chance on me, uh, whatever it was that they saw in me, whether it would be, you know, hard work, dedication, loyalty, what, whatever, whatever they saw at that time that they felt that they could take a chance on me, I cannot do enough acts to pay it back. So, you know, I, like I said, you know, um, the senior citizen things, you know, my, my grandma used to participate in the senior center in Cairo, play cards, you know, and, and go be a card shark playing euchre. You know, there there are things that, you know, that don't may not necessarily mean anything to me, um, but because it meant something important to someone that I loved or cared for, I'm going to do it, right? So, you know, like I said, the, the help and serve food at the senior dinner, you know, taking food to the lock-ins or shut-ins, anything that I can do like that, this podcast, there, there's just not enough that I can do, you know, to, to pay it back. You know, I want to serve my community. And, and this goes back to even, like I said before in our first couple shows, uh, my grandfather always joked that I'd be a president and, and he'd always, you know, recite John F. Kennedy and it's not what the country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And, you know, that just resonates so hard uh, with me that, you know, this is a, a, our society has turned into such a self-pleasing society that we forget about the others that are left behind. And, uh, you know, I, I try not to do that. Um, those that have been faithful to me, I take them with me when I find success. Um, cause a lot of times they're the ones that make, you know, this part Dusty. you know, if we get an award, it's not generally over an individual action. It's about our people doing their jobs, yep. right? They they do their jobs. I get re- rewarded for it, all right? And if I do my job, they're getting awarded for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something that we have to keep giving back. Um, and if I had, had a, a tidbit of knowledge that prevented someone from from ending their life tonight and I didn't share it, man, shame on me. Peace of me goes to that grave with them. You know, and and so I hope that uh, if there are any listeners, I know of one since we've started this podcast, but if anyone has received something worthwhile, 
uh, from this podcast, by all means, drop us a message. We would love to know. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure that we are doing a difference, making a difference, and uh, we we meet our audience properly with the information we provide. And we're constantly learning. I mean, dealing with the the in electronic world of podcast mm-hmm. is always ever revol- uh, evolving. And, you know, we may say something now that in a year from now we'll learn something and be like, hey, you know what, this is a better thing. But we're providing the best we know how and what works for us uh, and what we think would be a help. Um, so, you know, there's – we're going to have one person eventually disagree with us. Um, and I hope I, so. I refuse to let my, that, I refuse that, to let my wife comment anymore, but no, uh, we're going to have somebody disagree with us and that's fine. Yeah. You know, we are open for, you know, views that maybe we miss because we want to make sure we present the best for everybody that listens to this. Right. And we have to keep in mind what works for them may not work for me. Just as we exactly. talked about meditation and yoga. Right. Yeah. You know, it hurts well, to get I out did of bed and get on the floor and do anything. <laughs> I did meditate in the woods, you know. It is the end of November, so I spent my time meditating in the woods and those darn deer, you know, kept showing up, so that they ruined my meditation. But um yeah, it's I spent you my gotta find praying, words for you. Praying I'd see something <laughs> and praying I'd get it. Right. <laughs> You, you have the prayer, you'll see something, then you take the shot, then you have the prayer that if it doesn't drop right there, that you'll find it. So, right. yeah, there's lots of praying and hunting. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but like you said, it, it what works for us may not work for everybody else. Um, we know that. Uh, that's why I try to present different things um, from different perspectives, different books, um, <clears throat> just from my own experience and 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 what I've dealt with in my professional life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. I am just now getting back in contact with people I served with for the, for about the last two, three years, I dropped out of contact with them. My own choice. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm still trying to figure that out. But you know what? I got back in contact with two of them recently and it's been, refreshing to get back in contact with people that I, that I served with over there. Um, sure. Yeah. I think it just got too depressing for me because we lost so many to suicide. Um, and somewhere around this time that it, it's, it's tough. Um, I think we spent more on, on veterans today than first responders. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But um, how – here's a question for you, John. I've always wondered this. How tough is it for those that are on the dispatch, you think, in your experience around the holidays? Because they don't have that option to kind of, you know, patrol near the house for a little bit to say hi to everybody and then head out somewhere else. Um, you know, before this whole COVID thing, um, central dispatch was a place of, uh, refuge, you know, it's a secure building. We could go in there and, and same thing. We'd have, we'd have another meal or play cards (laughs) or, you know, whatever we could just talk. 
And so you had your own bait piles stashed around everywhere oh. around the county. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, uh, a, a smart cop is uh, always warm, always dry, and never hungry. Right. So. <laughs> Maintain radio silence, conform to a zigzag pattern. Nah, never mind. Um, so, you know, um, it's been a challenge. And, and I will say this, uh, the COVID thing has also been a challenge because, you know, it's a secure building and there's two individuals staring at each other for, you know, well, they overlap. So it's eight hours. Um, eight hours, you're, you're staring at the same person when you used to have several visitors a day and now you haven't had that for well going on a year and they are feeling yeah. secluded um, they're short-staffed like everyone else they're pulling mandatory overtime you know and it's it's really nothing for them to work 22 28 34 days in a row um, of forced overtime and so when you get to the holidays you can imagine um, the toll that that takes working hours like that uh, the not having the visitors to to whether it just be vent um, or find solitude in um, you know we, we've it's you can imagine um, mm. the toll that it's taking on everyone um, and, and in, you know I read an article today in in Japan that they're they're finding the suicide rate is ten times more than what the covid rate is the rate of death um, wow. because people are not just, Individuals with mental health issues um, don't have the ability to interact with counselors or public. Uh, people are losing their jobs, and, and quite frankly, I, I don't want to admit it, but I, I think you're going to see things get a lot worse around here. Um, I, I think some businesses, mom-and-pop businesses, were able to <clears throat> maintain the doors open, keep them open for a little while. Uh, they they were able to receive some stimulus, but I think as this lingers on, and the talk of shutting things down, um, I, I think unfortunately we will see this. I think we will see this in our community. Mm -hmm. I think you will business. see businesses close and business owners, um, unfortunately, take their lives. This is going to be. I don't want to use the word interesting, but this is going to be a hard holidays dealing with the COVID, the shutdown, potential shutdowns, you know, um, just because of that added level of stress. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, people are not, you know, you're already shut away from your family um, for Thanksgiving or for Thanksgiving or <laughs> can we edit that part out? Jeez. It's Monday. Good grief. For Thanksgiving, our governor had stated, had recommended about having two family, two households for Thanksgiving. Um, not going to go into political statements, but um, it's Christmas can already be a lonely time for veterans, for first responders. And now to add on to it that the state is recommending you not for the safety and well-being of the rest of your household families um, to not go and be with them again. So there's going to be a lot more downtime and right. depression. That's one thing that depression does not need is more downtime. Right. Idle hands, man. That, that's going to grow. 
you know, and, and so I want to give a special shout out to the healthcare workers that are working in yeah. um, AFC homes and medical care facilities that bless your hearts. You know, these, these are elderly people that, you know, as we get older, we, I suspect we'll deal with depression in different ways, but these poor folks haven't seen family in a year. Uh, and their family starts becoming those nurses that take care of them. And uh, mm -hmm. I just can't imagine visiting a loved one just through a window if they're on the ground floor, you know. I just, yeah. this is definitely troubling. Yeah. My, gran my grandma was in one of those facilities. Uh, she passed before COVID happened. But even so, there were flu outbreaks that would happen. And just those two weeks that they had because of flu was, mm -hmm. uh, was really tough on her. Sure. So, so, I mean, I, I can't imagine what she would have been like to have the whole year be two weeks were. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that we've identified it, you know, I'd like to, yeah, but I'd like to end it with something, you know, here's some ideas. Um, you know, here's kind of one of those, what works for me, what, what the mental health field recommends is, Schedule yourself time to be busy. Um, go for walks, especially if you know you deal with depression around holidays. Uh, if it's a known thing, well, then you know you can schedule around it. I know it, it's easy to say, tough to do. I've been there. Uh, but schedule Skype calls. Or do we even use Skype or is it just straight Zoom anymore? Um, uh, but do zoom videos yeah um find something that you can do that you know uh you know we're blessed that we have area that we can walk uh for those in the carol area uh i recently my wife recently told me about the walking path on gun club road that is phenomenal hardly anybody was ever out there but it's just off of 24, so if you're in our area, you can go walk there, and I think it's a mile or so walk. I can't remember, but it's nice out in the woods. Um, find something for yourself to do. Find something that works for you. Um, and I think we're at a disadvantage in our communities now because a lot of the mental health went to telehealth. And, Correct. you know, from being on both sides of – the telehealth deal, um, it's tough to connect to a, another human being through a screen. Sure uh, it's very tough. Uh, in person is much better, but you know, right now it's not an option for some places. So find something for yourself to do. Um, I'm trying to throw out ideas. There's always deer season, that, that, but that's only for a few select. Um, but there's you know, look in your community. It's going to take an effort on your part to find something, but plan now so that way when you're in the middle of struggling with your depression and anxiety, you don't have to start planning then because that's not the time to plan. I've plan now. For Go for it. Get out and volunteer. I do this every year. This is my big plug. Yep. I believe uh, – fully in wreaths across America where trucking companies across the nation um, prepare and they donate trucks, fuel trailers uh, for 
wreaths that are made handmade across the nation and they get delivered to different participating cemeteries across the uh, great nation of ours and a wreath is placed at each veteran's grave in those cemeteries and it just so happens that we have a wreaths across America coming up on December 19th in Carroll um, at the Indian Fields Township Cemetery. Uh, that is right on M24, just south of Speedway in Carroll, and it'll be on the east side of the road. And uh, there's a little chapel in the back. Uh, this year they are doing some COVID changes to where it'll be outdoors, um, and they'll unload the wreaths for you, and you can take as many or as few as you want, uh, and you can go and disperse them to any veteran. Uh, tonight at midnight, if you want to purchase a wreath, for in memory of a veteran that has passed or in honor of a loved one that's a veteran or first responder now. Tonight is the last night you can order those and have them placed on a veteran's grave on time. Uh, I do not have a time right offhand. However, they are on Facebook at Wreaths Across America in Carroll. And uh, you can thumb through that page there. It's put on by the Civil Air Patrol uh, local chapter. And uh, they usually do a really, really nice show with that. Uh, I've been participating with them for about the last four years. And it, uh, last year I took my wife and kids, and it's a, it's a good time to get out there and, and see other folks honoring our veterans that have uh, either gone on uh, ahead of us or have paid the ultimate price. All right. Good. Um, so yeah, we've talked about depression and suicide today around the holidays. Um, what holiday depression has kind of been for us, what holiday is for deployments for first responders. But uh, we've also spent a few minutes talking about what to do and volunteering wreaths for wreaths across America is a good one. Uh, like we said, I can't stress that enough. Schedule it now so that way in the middle of December when things really start to hit and the depression starts to hit, you don't have to start finding something then because you're not going to feel like it. Um, and I know for veterans, those in the military, you know, we have a saying, you know, train how you fight, then you will fight how you're trained and, you know, prepare now. So that way when you're in the fight and it may be a fight for your life again, but by your own hands, then you know what you're going to do. Um, also, if there's any hunters out there, I know Warriors Hope is doing a venison for veterans. Uh, go over to Warriors Hope Facebook page. And uh, we've got, I have, uh, my family has uh, gotten a doe that we have taken to a processor. And when that's out, we're going to be delivering that to a veteran's family that's reached out to us. If you're a veteran in need, uh, let us let Warriors Hope know uh, Facebook page through their phone website and uh, We've got I think we've got like four deer that are coming in right now So uh, if you guys know of a family that could use Venison for the year, let us know um, And I think that's all we got for our commercial plugs well, <laughs> Hey, I, I got the time a, Oh, he had the time for wreaths across America. Cass River Composite Squadron will be uh, at the Indian Fields Township Saturday, uh, December 19th at noon. At noon. Okay, I'm sticking that in my calendar right now. I want right. to lock that in before my wife schedules something else. Um, 
All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. What? I just said I'm done now. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, When you join us, if you just want to put your name down there, we'd great. Um, That way my daughter's not the only one that's commenting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, we really do appreciate you guys coming out. Um, You guys got anything left for them? Nope. Nope. Jared, go ahead and close us out. All right. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.